Hey everybody, welcome to Top 5 Movies. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about our favorite actors. So, I am John Burke, and with me is Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And Michael Sanchez. Hello. And we have been compiling our list, so if this is the first time you've ever listened to this podcast, this is how it works. Um, we have a topic chosen weeks in advance sometimes, but um, we do not share our list with each other until this podcast. So you will be hearing us uh, revealing our, our Top 5 Actors this week. And most likely, we will be giving each other a bunch of crap because we will probably disagree <laughs> um, on some of them. Uh, some of them might be the same. It's completely possible. But um, I, I would imagine, as Mike tends to be a little different than Corey and myself, um, that Mike's actors will probably not be on our list. But we'll find out. That's the mystery of the show. Um, so how are you guys doing this week? Good. It's weird how fast these weeks have gone. We're in April already. I know. Uh, it is pretty crazy. Um Mike and I will be attending the Star Wars celebration in um, Orlando, Florida, here on April twelfth through the sixth. Uh, wait, I'm sorry, thirteenth through the sixteenth, I think, <coughs> or fifteenth, yep, right. something yep. like that. Thirteenth uh, through thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, sixth. Yeah, I was right, sixteenth. Um, yep. Then that is Easter weekend, but uh, Mike and I are attending as members of the press, um, so we will be doing some coverage of the the festivities. We'll, I'll be bringing my camera, so we'll take some pictures. And then uh, we are doing a podcast that week. It's one of the only times we're giving a heads up on our top five list. We will be doing top five Star Wars moments that week. Um, so get ready for that if you are a Star Wars fan. Uh, and if you're not, listen to it anyways. Maybe we can turn you. But um, yeah, it's vampires. Yeah, and that's what one of the things to me when Mike says it's going so fast. I'm like, I can't believe that's here. And then the film festival's here like two weeks later. Um, been waiting for some of these events for a couple months now, and it just it's here already. So it's crazy. Um, and Corey, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. Um, I didn't fall asleep until after four o'clock this morning. Oh. Um. Yeah. You already know I have a hard time sleeping, but we were at the hospital until two or oh. so. My cousin was in labor for oh. thirty-one hours, guys. Wow. That is. Yeah. A lot of pain. <laughs> That's a yes. lot of hours. That is a lot of hours. <laughs> And then I never have a baby. I'm kidding. Um, oh. Yeah, but other than that, my spring break went by super fast. I can't believe I have to go back to full mode adulting tomorrow. But it's been good. And by spring break, Corey is in college right now getting her degree. Um, and that's fun times always. You know, I just finished my master's not too long ago. So I, I know what it's like juggling real life and college. And it is not fun. Where, where did you go in Florida for spring break? I What? He's making it. Everyone comes to Florida for spring break joke. I wish it was really cold here, actually, like in the forties, fifties. Oh, it was ninety-two yeah. today. Um, oh, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, like ninety something. Yeah, I just got back uh, from seeing North by Northwest at a Fathom I, event today. So jealous. Ah, well, I I was excited because my daughter um, had reminded me last week about it, and I'd forgotten. And at like one o'clock, I remembered that at two. North by Northwest would start, and I needed to get to Lakeland in an hour, which is doable, but it was it's very tight. Um, I, I we walked in the theater at uh, one fifty two. Movie supposed to start at two. Decided I, we needed popcorn, so we got popcorn, and it was like two o two. And I'm like, oh man, it's gonna be starting. And then for the first time ever, Fathom had ten minutes of commercials. What? Um, yeah, oh. like not commercial. It was all like Fathom event commercials, mind you, but not, like it was like 
uh, two ten before it finally started. And I'm like, this is a two hour and thirty minute movie, guys. We need to pick this up. You know, my my whole schedule is built around time, and everybody's schedule is built around time. That was stupid, but you know what I mean. Like, I knew I had to be home in time. I had to eat dinner and be ready to record this podcast at seven o'clock, which well, the audience doesn't know we do that, but that's when we record. So I. I- I feel like our schedule should be built around food, but you know. Ah, well, that, that's interesting. Um, I mean, it is kind of, but you, you're not part <laughs> Hobbit. Ah, uh, well, I do have hairy feet, so um, <laughs> this podcast just got real. So we are going to jump and into it, <laughs> our top five list um, this week, and uh, we're going to be looking at our favorite actors. Now, I think we all want to kind of discuss our logic. Um, I'll start, even though I'm not going to be starting the list this week. Um, my logic with mine were actors who I have seen a lot of movies with and I love them in various roles, um, but also when their name is listed, I'm more likely to watch a movie. Um, that was a big influence on them being my favorites. Like These are people that I will continuously go and see in the theater um, just because of their name alone. It, it, it has that much credibility to me that if they're in it, I will more than likely enjoy it. Now, that has not always proven true. In fact, one of my honorable mentions this week um, was probably higher on my list until a movie I saw last year, which I didn't like the movie so much. And I'm like, oh, maybe maybe it's not. he's not as great as I thought. And this is actors this week, so everybody will be male. Uh, we will be doing this. Why not? Uh, we'll be doing actresses next week um, as a follow-up to this episode. So... Um, what was your rationale, uh, Mike? All right. Well, I went with because my my thinking because I'll be honest, this was probably one of the toughest lists to come up with. You're narrowing it down to five from so many. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Same. Same. Until we get to next week's, which will be the toughest to build again. Oh. Um, one of the things I tried to look for for my list is a range of performances going from dramatic, romantic, comedy, sci-fi, action. If, if as many different possible genres as possible, I just didn't because there's some amazing actors, but um, this will just be a giveaway. I'll just throw the name out. You're not going to see Daniel Day Lewis in a romantic comedy a whole lot, mm, yeah. And so, so I did that, I guess, to kind of narrow myself down because again, this is so many possibles, yeah. So, and then not only that, just uh, along that same line, is not just kind of calling it in. Or phoning it in, um, because there's others that um, could be on this list, but they're the same role in yeah. every film. Yeah. And so that helped me narrow it down even more, I felt. And so that's kind of the rationale I was working with. Okay. That's, yeah, I, I kind of used some of that same logic. Not all of it. I didn't go, I wasn't uh, eliminating people based on their uh, similar roles, but that is something I think I weigh when I select somebody. And at the same time, I'm looking at my list, and a couple of them, I would say they probably play the same character in a lot of different movies, but they still manage to do different genres. Um, and I think that's one of the things I like about them. But, uh, Corey, what about you? I guess kind of a mixture of both, but I am I guess that I'm more towards what you said, that when I see that they're involved in a movie, I will more than likely go see it because of them. Um, I definitely, with the few of the movies that I have listed here, I wouldn't have seen them at all if these actors hadn't been in them, but also for a range of work, um, like different types of roles and also a nice hearty, I guess, filmography that I'm sad when there's an actor I like, and I guess kind of what we were talking about, um, with your honorable mentions that I like to be able to, 
um, I get into moods where I like to watch all of their work or something, and then I get burnt out sometimes. But um, that's, I guess that's kind of what I went into this with. Yeah. Now, I do want to give a little disclaimer um, before Corey gives the other one. And that is, uh, these are, we're not necessarily saying that these are the best actors. Um, I would I would say that this, these are my top five favorite. Um, and it, we all have, you heard our criteria of how we establish these as our favorites for this podcast. Um, I definitely think this is a living list. Like if we do this podcast every year, it's going to change. Um, even if some of the actors are um, maybe not working as much or, or maybe they have, uh, maybe they're just starting up in their career. Um, I do think some of these actors could easily move up or down or off the list completely. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we do this one every year, uh, if we come back to our favorite actors once a year and see if how they've changed. Um, maybe we don't do two separate episodes next time. Maybe we just do like top, you know, top five actors and actresses review or something. But I do think this is a topic that uh, will constantly be changing as long as people are still acting. There's always room for uh, this list to move and change. Um, which is true of all the topics, but I feel like because of this one being so already epically large to, of a pool to choose to choose from, uh, that it, it's even more likely that it will switch. So, with that in mind, I think, um, Mike, you up for starting us off? Yeah! Alright, well then, uh, Corey, before Mike says anything, now I don't know that we'll be... Oh, go ahead, Corey, then I'll explain. Okay, I was thinking the same thing. Um, we may possibly um, spoil some of these movies for you, so if you'd like to check out our list first, you can go to BerkReviews.com and check them out. Otherwise, we'll steam ahead. And as Corey kind of indicated, there's a real chance we won't spoil any movies on this particular episode, as these are actors that we're going to be focusing on. But if there's a, spe- a specific part of a performance that we really want to um, discuss, because that may be why they, uh, they want us over... Um, it might spoil a film. So we like to give the warning just in case. Although I'd say of all of our episodes, this is probably your safest one to uh, to listen to as um, spoilers are less likely. But as she said, you can always check our website and see um, you know what, what we picked ahead of time. All right, Mikey, what do you got for your number five uh, favorite oh, actor? I was going to ask, we, we can't do really do odds on these, can we? I, I don't think so. Because the odds are like it's really massive. Different. It's yeah. way yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, if we have ones that's um, kind of the, remember the one episode we did where we had similar ones. Where, are we going to go that route where we'll hold our discussion? And... I think so. Yeah. If so, like if uh, for example, if Mike says his number five and that happens to be my number three, uh, we will. I will say something, and Mike will wait, giving his reasons until we get to my number three where we will both give our reasons at that time rather than having him say it and then me just sit quietly, awkwardly, and everyone knowing that I'm going to later reveal it. Um, so, yeah, I think that is a good idea. So if by chance we have the same people on our list, uh, just speak up as soon as the name is said. So maybe give the name first, first. instead of okay, doing so, your uh, your build-ups that okay. you like to do. Yeah, because I, I usually do the, the little clues first. All right, so, um, well, my number five is Matthew McConaughey. Mm. Oh, Yeah, you know what? Honestly, he's not even on my honorable mentions because uh, there's just so many actors. He kind of was not on the forefront of my brain. <laughs> Man, <laughs> which is funny. Right. Uh, no, a year ago he probably would have been on my in my top three. Um, oh, you see. Yeah, so it's just uh, maybe two years ago um, after Interstellar, and then he did uh, Free State of Jones last year, and it just I never I didn't see it. Mm, see, I missed that one because I was worried about it, but. And I heard so, well, it's funny because that's what I mentioned, and quite a few of them go with that. This the missteps that people go through. Okay, well, let's hear your uh, why is Matthew right. McConaughey your number five? Well, regardless of those kind of missteps, I mean, he started off in um, 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, and then that whole slew of romantic comedies he's been a part of. Mr. Um, Alright, Alright, Alright is more than just alright by me. I <laughs> never would have figured that Wooderson from Dazed and Confused would end up in two of some of my favorite sci-fi films, um, Contact and Interstellar, which we just mentioned. Yep. Uh, and I would never have thought he would take on dramas such as A Time to Kill, Mud, which I've not seen. Oh, I love Mud. I am definitely on a kick for... Yeah, because um, uh, that director we've done, my, Jeff except Nichols. for Abby, uh, Rachel, John, and I, Jonathan, and my son and I, uh, we watched Midnight Special Ooh. last night. Yeah. Ooh. And uh, I had already seen it, and this was my second go around. I'd missed part of it. And uh, my next one on my list, which um, another streaming service has, oh, um, it's it's the one that that guy's in, um, where he gets the vi- where he has the visions. Oh, uh, oh take shelter. <gasps> take shelter. Thank you. That one's yes, great. So, yeah, I'm 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 uh, this director, and and so I need to see Mud as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we're talking Matthew McConaughey. Um, you know, Mike, Michael uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Oh yeah, uh, just another. So I mean. Great. My wife and I were tossing and discussing ideas, and I brought up Jared Leto, who I don't think I was going to include. But definitely between these two guys, I mean, the list can go on and on and on. And and that's just my number five pick. Yeah. I would say he's definitely more dramatic. But, I mean, again, Wooderson is definitely more the comedic. And And let's not forget Tropic Thunder as uh, Ben Stiller's agent. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's been so, I've only seen Tropic Thunder once. I need to rewatch because there's so much I missed. I want to rewatch first it go around now because I just watched Apocalypse Now for the first time, and I feel oh. like I really need to see Tropic Thunder to see like where they pull from. Um, but yeah, yep, Matthew. Yep. The funniest scene in that movie is Matthew McConaughey uh, go, running through the Vietnamese jungle, throwing a TiVo in the air because that's why he's there because Ben Stiller's character wanted a TiVo. <laughs> it's ridiculous and hilarious. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that part's um, great. Um, yeah, you know. um, but I, I figure in the right production, he is top notch. Yes, he's had some missteps. Just about any of the the actors, I think, on any of our lists will have gone through that sort of stuff. But he's the, he's a go to guy. I my one of my favorite memories, and I've probably mentioned it before, is in Contact, uh, because he's more of you know he will fit a pretty guy, good looking, handsome dude kind of role and i know there were a bunch of teens sitting in contact and they had no idea what they were getting into and they left which i was glad mm. for because i didn't want to hear them it just was not their cup of tea and it was mine so i ended up with a fairly empty theater sadly for the movie but good good for me i have not seen that since it came out in theaters I th- i'm pretty sure i saw it within the first couple of weeks it was out and I have memories of uh, disliking it at the because of the ending, which I won't reveal um, at the moment. But I haven't seen it since because of my my memories of disliking the ending. And I don't know if I would like it more now because I have had several people have mentioned that film as like one of their favorites. And I'm like, really? So it's one I've been meaning to go back to, but I have not made the effort to do so. But well, I, I John, my son, let's see, he'll be he's only twelve, but Interstellar really resonated, really rang for him and he's it's one of the one of his go-tos i've been trying to get him to watch the contact to see his thought it's not quite the same it's it's pretty different it's just i'd like to see what he thinks mm-hmm. since he really really enjoyed interstellar Corey, have you seen contact i have not but i'm gonna jump in with my comments on matthew mcconaughey yeah um i like him a lot interstellar was hands down my favorite movie the year that it came out and it's still 
like probably tied for number one for one of my favorites of all time. I loved him also though in True Detective. Oh yeah. And mm. so good. I love him in Frailty. Um and oh he was, my gosh, yes. Right. <laughs> I freaking love Frailty. And I feel like not enough people have seen it. Um it's on and Netflix. then of course oh sorry. It's on Netflix right now and I, I haven't seen it actually. Um <gasps> What? Yeah. So All right. we'll we'll just have to we're gonna record have to later. Record. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, oh my gosh, now I just blanked out. I mean, Sorry. and then he he did voice work in Cubo and the Two Strings. Mm. And there's another movie that I'm thinking of that's slipping my mind right now. But I love him. I think he's great. Yeah, he's definitely I, not on my list. I'm very surprised I left him off my list uh, for a long time. He was up there, and I don't know why he didn't. He never crossed my mind while I was making this list. Um. I don't know if maybe because uh, he also had another misstep this year was called Gold um, that got uh, early re- like a earlier release tried to go for like an Oscar not an early release I'm sorry like a late release looking like they wanted an Oscar run but it got almost no talk um, was barely in theaters so um, I'm not sure if maybe that's another reason why because it was like another misstep because he he does have these kind of very much a roller coaster of a career you know he has these really great movies and then he has the really mediocre movies and. Then he'll have another really great movie. So I guess right now he's on that downward peak for me, and I wasn't even thinking about him. But definitely a great pick for sure, uh, worthy of being on someone's list. All right, um, let's go to uh, Corey. You up for going second? Sure. Okay. Um, I feel like I'm gonna get hate mail for this one. Um, but my number five is Casey Affleck. And what? I said interesting. I don't know why you would be surprised. Um, I love him in Interstellar, Lonesome Jim, which is one of my favorites. Um, when I'm having a bad day and I just want to laugh at something awkward and that I shouldn't probably laugh at, I put that in. Um, committed. Um, I love him so much with Rooney Mara and Ain't Them Body um, Saints, Manchester by the Sea, and I am so excited for a ghost story. Mm-hmm. Definitely looks um, great. Yeah, and I'm excited to see he and Ernie Mara back together um, in a film. I'm not really sure when he came to my attention, but I've definitely um, been, you know, watching more of his movies as they came out. And, like, Committed, I watched because he was in it. But, um, yeah, that's my number five. There's one, and I remember making a point to watch it. And if you haven't seen it, I don't know if I could recommend it. Um because I really, really wanted to, and Casey Affleck is the star. It's called um, The Killer Inside Me. Ooh, I haven't seen it, but. Okay, it, if you like him, I'm pretty sure you would, um, and I don't know if this oh, yeah. is, because I, I don't really, because I know there's some Uh-oh. triggered by him. Mike, something went wrong but... with your microphone. Uh-oh. The cable yeah. like got loose or something. Yeah, I can hear you, but you're like real yeah. echoey. There you are, you're back. Okay, all right, there we go. I might have a short. Oh, that's a shame because it's almost a brand new headset. Um, this might be maybe because I forget the person. Let me tap onto the who one of his co-stars, um, Jessica Alba. I think there was some kind of thing between he and her. Uh, but the guy he plays is, ooh, uh, I guess he played his role right because I didn't like him. He is he's uh-huh. not sympathetic and usually in someone in a lead role, but he, he's very sociopathic, very. There's definitely some issues going on. I don't um so that I don't know if maybe since then I hadn't really and I had a tough time with Manchester by the Sea. I wanna watch it I just wasn't in, in, in the right place to, to Yeah. It was pretty heavy. Yeah, it is a very it heavy is. movie. So maybe 
and maybe he's doing that's what he's doing his job I, I he didn't make it on my list all right um yeah affleck for me i i did consider him because i know he's he's pretty i don't even know if i want to say he's great he, he he plays the roles he plays well um I, I really I watched Gone Baby Gone for the first time a few months ago and I really enjoyed that movie. I, I actually enjoyed that more, which I guess makes sense than Manchester. Um, Manchester is a hard movie to say you enjoy, uh, because it is so heavy. Um, but he was really great in Manchester or whatever. But um, I don't know. Gone Baby Gone was more my type of movie. You know, there's a mystery element, whatever. But um, I don't I don't feel like I've seen enough of his movies. Twist. Yes. I have seen him. I in, need to revisit that. He hasn't been a lead in a lot of movies I've seen. I think is what I mean more. Like he's been a character mm-hmm. actor in a lot of them, um, Interstellar, mm-hmm. and it, nothing against those performances. It just he's not what I remember um, when I think of Interstellar, kind of thing, you know. But um, definitely, I definitely understand why you would pick him. And you've seen a few more of his movies than I have, so. I have another one too that was not widely seen. Um, from 2002 that I liked a whole lot more than I did um, The Killer Inside Me. This one was called Jerry, him and Matt Damon, characters that go oh. out on a hike in a desert of all places and don't bring any water or food with them. What? Yeah, it's it's about an hour and 45 minutes, and it kind of it's basically the both of them, and, and I really got into it, and by the time that it was over, I was like, whoa. And then but that... again, not enough to draw me in and say, oh, okay, because those are really only two... Honestly, I forgot he was an interstellar. I'll be honest. Yeah, he's the son, he's the, the adult son. son. Um, but then you have uh, the movie I haven't seen, but I, I've heard a lot about. It. I think it's a, the mockumentary with Joaquin Phoenix and him. Um, I'm yes. still here or something like that. I haven't watched that yet, but that's one I'm very interested in seeing. Oh, that's um, interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize because that well, he was that was his brother-in-law for a while. I, uh, he oh. and Summer Phoenix are separated now. I did not know that either. <laughs> Trivia, mm-hmm. yay! Okay, all right. Well, there you go. Corey's number five. Well, um, I just messed up his name. I said Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, Casey Affleck. All right. <laughs> yeah. We're I love Joaquin her, too, but. <laughs> we're making her her list choices for her. All right. Sweet. Well, my number five is going to go back quite a bit, um, and it's James Stewart, um, more commonly <gasps> called Jimmy Stewart. Um, I, I haven't seen a lot of his movies, to be fair, because, I well, for a long time I avoided older movies. And last year, um, actually just before I started the movie challenge, I watched It's a Wonderful Life for the first time in a long time. Like, I'd seen it many times when I was a kid, but I hadn't watched it probably since I was, like, 10 or 11. And um, it brought me to tears. And it was a film that I, I really enjoyed while I was watching it. And then I went about um, the movie challenge, and I decided to watch as many Hitchcock movies as I could get my hands on. And he's in uh, three of the Hitchcock films that I watched last year. Um, one being Rear Window, Vertigo, and uh, a more obscure one called Rope. And he's amazing in all of them, and including It's a Wonderful Life. And then uh, came Christmas time, and they had It's a Wonderful Life playing at our local theater, and I took my daughter, and um, she loved it too. And it, it's it's him. He's so powerful. He's got such a presence. There's a com, you know, there's like a comedic element to him. Um, you know, there's just this charm that comes off, and it's it's kind of a uh, on my list. It's probably one of the more likely that you would see Jimmy Stewart or James Stewart on other people's list. This is he's an actor who's very well regarded. He's got 98 credits on IMDb. Um so he's got, you know, tons of work to pull from. And again, I barely have seen this guy's filmography, but it's one that I plan to watch more movies solely because he is in them. And that's something that I said I, you know, kind of a criteria. Um while he won't have any new movies coming out, I have a back catalog for days. You know, if I started watching them right now, it would take me a couple of weeks to get through all of them. 
much less if I can even find them all, you know? Um, but, like, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington is one that's on my list that I need to watch that I've never seen. And um, there's one more that I'm trying to find on IMDb that I know I've heard great things about and I have yet to see, and I'm not seeing it. I've heard I've heard talk of, like, the... Oh, now you're gone. You still there? Sorry. Okay. Yes. Um, I've heard a lot of talk about the man who shot Liberty Valance. Oh. So I didn't know if maybe that was the one you were thinking of. It wasn't, um, but it is now. So, good one. But, yeah. Um, he's, if you've seen any of his movies, I think you can immediately understand where I'm coming from. This guy, uh, he's got such a, a presence on screen. He grabs your attention. Um, even like, um, his blue eyes in, in Vertigo, I'm sorry, not in Vertigo, in, uh, well, it, they're blue everywhere, but in Rear Window, particularly, uh, they really stand out and they just, um. You just fall, fall in them and start swimming. Yeah, like, you, it's just, you <laughs> you fall into the earnesty of his performance. Um, and it's something that, um, you know, when when the film is over, they're still there, still piercing and still uh, sincere, and he's just amazing. Um, so that's he's my number five. Oh, that was weird. He's we're having a lot of weirdness. Maybe the actors are rebelling against us and want <laughs> us to not do this list. Um, the cool one of the coolest things visiting was uh, he was born in Gary, Indiana. Is that right? No, where was he born in Indiana? I'll have to dig it up. Um, but I remember I, I might have it all wrong, but I remember the. The, the voices um, that they used for the crosswalks because they had him work Jimmy Stewart's James Stewart's voice oh. because he had a tie to that town and I thought oh man that's really cool and there's this will reveal the holes and because I, I have seen a lot but I have never seen the man who shot Liberty Valance uh, it's been a long time since I've watched Rear Window um, it's a wonderful life it's a classic so I've seen that many many times but yeah he's he's um, really, uh, with the original Flight of the Phoenix, uh, if I oh, remember. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Um, I watched the the remake of that, um, which is not. It's yeah. I mm, I think stick with the original from what I've heard. Uh, it, he's again has this. Diver- he's he's a classic leading man, so I can totally see a place. Didn't hit my list though, so man, I'm a failure. No, no, <laughs> he's he's in my the forefront of my mind. Um. Because of, I think it's a wonderful life. Like I love the Hitchcock films as well, but it's a wonderful life. Is uh, while it's not technically, I mean, everyone thinks of it as a Christmas movie, but it's really not. You know, Christmas is a small part of that movie. Um, it's really just this great story of this man and how he gave up his own. You know, the selfless man who gave up his own dreams to help his city and and the people he cared about. And when he was in need, everyone stepped up to save him. And it's it's. It's just such a compelling story, and his performance in it is just outstanding. So, um, that that alone, I think, could have put him on my list. But he's then he's in these other great movies. So, uh, wow. I I feel like a failure because I haven't seen um I've seen Rear Window, but it's been a long time, and then I can't remember much of It's a Wonderful Life. Only like not much at all. So, um, I can't speak to him, but I know that he is regarded as a great. Yeah, yep, one of the one of the best by many. But again, um, the rest of my list won't be quite so uh, you know every man will love them type of list. But couldn't I couldn't resist putting him on my list. So all right, uh, we're back to Mike. Mike, we're at your number four. All right, so I'll, man, this is tough for me. I really want to give the clues, but I'll just go with the names. <laughs> um, Brad Pitt. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's. Oh. I'm so used to you b- doing a build up that I was waiting for more, <laughs> and I was like, whoa, that was it. That was the name. <laughs> um, 
He, yes, he, that's the name. Yeah. No, not, no clues. This is very goes against all my normal. I know that's what it threw me off. Uh, he's not on my top five. Um, nor I didn't put him in my honorable mentions. But his, unlike Matthew McConaughey, where he was just forgotten, Brad Pitt, I I bandied about a, a bit in my head whether or not to include him on my list. So, well, I figure it's part for me because I've I figure this is how I've gone through it and thought it through that. He's ventured far beyond just an easy to pigeonhole pretty boy type of role. I mean, I remember the first time I saw him on the cover of something. It was, I didn't even pick it up because I'm like, this looks horrendous, and it's got a cult following now, I believe. Uh, Cutting Class, oh. a little scene horror movie. The only other big name in it was uh, Roddy McDowell. I think it had a couple of other names, but th- those were the two big ones. And I was like, mm, no. And I've seen bits of it, but not enough to. I love my horror. Not enough of a draw for me. In any case, you know, after he had that breakout role in Thelma Noise, and that's not it. That's not the only thing. I mean, he had lots of other roles in TV and small bit parts. And uh, there was a small part he was in. The the name of the film escapes me, but it it was a big one. Um, But again, like McConaughey, he's had an uneven career, but a really diverse one, ranging from dramas, River Runs Through It, Legends of the Fall, going through to... Uh, crime procedural seven. I mean, Ooh, love that. that's oh man. I remember the dead silence at the dark screen uh, when Rachel and I watched seven and its theatrical run, and just you know, whoa. Um, uh, Twelve monkeys because that was that, that. I think right there is when I was thinking when he was put uh, Goins Jeffrey Jeffrey. I think. Um, stuck with me. I'm like, you know, going in, I'm like, okay, Bruce Willis, Madeline Stowe, that was, they were a draw for me. But then seeing what he did with that character that he run into this in a psychiatric uh, hospital, that's just amazing. I'm going to, I'm going to begrudgingly admit I've missed his performance in Snatch, which is not Ooh. quite like me. Yeah, I know, because I definitely, that's definitely seems like right up my alley. Uh, I just missed it somewhere along the line. I just missed out on it. Uh, and then again, when he teamed back up with David Fincher for Fight Club, that just phew, launched him into the ionosphere for me. Yeah. He was, he already had gotten me in Seven and Twelve Monkeys, Fight Club, just like whoa. And again, this is, uh, oh, and I even glossed over, you know, Interview with the Vampire, which again, Ooh. that's a very divisive topic because Ooh. people really loved him or very. Really I hated like him. it. Yeah, and he's gone all over the place. Um, I skipped out on Cool World. I I wanted to, but it just yeah. didn't. As a kid, I love that um, movie. Um, I think same. just because it was comic book ish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, you know what, Brad Pitt. Um, I have skipped. I think most of his dramas. Um, like I've never seen Legends of the Fall. Is that what you said? Is that one of his? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen mm-hmm. that. Um, I've never saw uh, Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Um. Mm. I, I didn't see uh, – there's a few other movies you listed early that I, I hadn't seen. I haven't seen Thelma and Louise, which I've admitted to. Um, I Fight Club, I think, might have been the first movie of his that I was, like, super obsessed with. I did see Seven before that, and I loved him in Seven, but I kind of never connected the dots that he was the guy from Seven um, until I, after I'd already seen Fight Club. And then, oh, I thought, I thought you were saying that you still hadn't. I'm like, oh. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> meaning then. Like, when I saw Fight Club, I went in going, oh, Brad Pitt, that's that guy from the Legends of the Fall movie. You know, like, 
Um, he's a good. He's, he's too good looking, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I you, man, I was there. I was there, dude. Yep. I so I I didn't, and I I I actually I saw the Mexican, which I don't. You was not on your list, but I saw that. No, no, no. Um, and there was something uh, that you mentioned that I I liked when I was young that he was in, but like I just saw Ocean's Eleven for the first time last year. His mm, performance in mm-hmm. that is fantastic. He was probably my favorite mm-hmm. character in that movie. Um, I just watched Snatch, I think a month ago or two months ago or something like that, and that he's oh, okay, okay. So you and I were on the mm-hmm. same boat. So yep. Now you're ahead of me. Um, I'd seen clips of his performance though because he's he's a gypsy and so he's speaking that gibberish. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so hard just, to follow. No. <laughs> yeah, and you need like you like you need the subtitles for it. Yep, big time. And I I, I have to admit where he probably should be on part of my list, whether the honorable mentions because. I think when his name is in a movie, I will at least look into the film. I may not watch it, but I'll look into it, you know, as a result of him being in it. Like, oh, well, I like what he does. Like, oh, Burn After Reading is a really great performance from him, too. Um, see, I missed that one. Oh, man. It's Coen's, you know. You know, to. you and I are yeah, Coen's fans. Yeah. Um, he yeah. He's so spectacular in that movie. And then, um, oh, that wasn't him. There was something. <laughs> I thought I had, like, this revelation of this. Oh, he's in this one movie. But, um, yeah, he's definitely... Fight Club is still on my list of ten, top ten favorite films of all time, and um, it's it's hard to believe I left him off my list. Um, but I think it's because I haven't seen him in those other roles that I I really need to to spread out. Because even like Twelve Monkeys, I've only watched once, and that was like two or three years ago um, for the first time, and I loved it. But I can't pull it up in my mind enough to like, yeah, it's because of Brad Pitt. Um, but I gotta say. I think this is a definitely a solid pick, um, and you you made a really strong case for him. I think with the movies you mentioned. I, I, I hope I don't take away from that case mentioning because of of the whole film of Troy. That Ooh, yeah, one scene, that, that one scene of Troy was a, a a hot mess, but when he takes out that one soldier in just one swift motion, just you know, I was like, man, I wish I were Achilles. But yeah. not really, because well, you know yeah. the heel thing. Well, I gotta say, uh, in Burn After Reading, there's a He's uh, on a treadmill listening to like an iPod, and him dancing and listening to the iPod is one of the f- my favorite scenes <laughs> in film. Like I died. Like he's so great um, in that moment. But uh, Corey hasn't gotten any words. I can't imagine him dancing. Yeah, it's it's that's what I'm saying. It's so right? out of it's so different and it's so great. It's what uh, his interactions with um, oh my gosh, what's the uh, the woman from F- uh, Fargo? Uh, Frances McDormand. Yes, uh, she's they work together at a gym. And um, they are kind of in on part of the plot uh, together, and uh, he's he's hilarious. Um, just such a such a fun role that he played. It was probably, I think, the the like silliest role I think I've ever seen him play. Um, he's really like Lucy 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 Goosey. Wow. <laughs> um, but uh, Corey, what are your thoughts on Brad Pitt? Before, uh, Corey, before before oh, yes. I lose my thought, I'm sorry, Corey. I let you gather your thoughts real fast because you mentioned Ocean Eleven. Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. I am so envious. I wish I could be like his character and just be able to eat. Oh, in everything, every scene he does. But anyway, <laughs> um, I am pretty sure my mom had a crush on Brad Pitt because what? she was. Well, it's so funny because my mom was never like she was never like, oh, he's so handsome, or you know what I mean. So it was just obvious because she would watch River Runs Through It, but mm-hmm. she especially watched Legends of the Fall about a million times. Like, I freaking hated that movie because every time it would come on, she would watch it. And I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like when I was a kid, everything was so black and white to me. And I, one of the women in the movie, she is awful to his character. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. why does he even bother with her, you know? 
just that black and white morality as a kid. Um, and then, of course, Seven, I loved him. And I liked him a lot in Inglorious Bastards, too. And Oh, I my God, telling- yes. Oh my god, I love him in it, and I freaking love Eli Roth in that movie. Bearjew is one of my favorite characters. Um, Nazis. Yeah, Um, but I keep telling you, John, and I don't know if you have seen it, Mike, um, 12 Years a Slave, and I can understand apprehension to watch it, but it's great, great. Yes, I never said it was bad, mind you. It's just I I know I'm not going to be comfortable watching it, like... It will uh, torment me. Um, so, understandably. But and it should. Twelve I guess, years but, of slave. Yeah, just mm-hmm. uh, you it's know, awful. I, movies They're that part. deal with like slavery and stuff. I, I, you know, I think it's a one of the worst things that have ever happened to human history that we have that, you know, that very awful uh, blemish on our country. Um, and so, you know, sitting through a film that's about it is sometimes. Uh, a struggle for me like because it's like i know it's awful i don't know if i want to sit through it though um again as a film especially there are some criticisms with 12 years in particular um with it being because fastbender is like the hero of the story isn't he no no oh he's the villain of the story then he is horrible oh, okay then. yeah is there a white oh. guy who's the hero of the story um well actually kind of brad pitt's character oh okay that's what i misunderstood who was casting but i i heard that there's like a white savior type of element to the film which kind of you know happens a lot in yeah. Hollywood films so now that's not my opinion because I haven't seen it but I heard that from reviews and stuff so um not to say that that's why because the real reason I don't want us to watch the awful elements of it um because I know it's awful so all right n- n- we got it um Brad Pitt Mike's number four let's go to Corey's number four uh for her top five actors okay um also not a surprise here but I have Killian Murphy oh um I'm pretty stoked that they are going to be doing that theatrical event this summer for Dunkirk. Um, mm. I'm really looking forward to that as soon as the trailer started, you know, rolling before I don't even remember which movie. Um, I was just kind of sucked in. I love him so much in Peaky Blinders. I have watched the first season two times. I'm definitely, if I had more time, would go back and watch the whole it only has two um seasons but i love him so much in that role let's but focus the, on movies i i know i know i know <laughs> i have more movies but um the first time that i can remember <laughs> taking notice of him was in 28 days later yeah definitely and you know like i was just hooked and i love that movie um and then i recently ish watched sunshine which is directed by Danny Boyle, yep. and I really enjoyed him in that. And then Red Eye. Um, I heard that's good. That yeah. Good. That was Wes um, Craven, wasn't it? I believe so. I think you're right. Um, but I just really appreciate him, and I, yeah, I look out for his work. Um, and you, you're not going to mention the the trilogy. I know. He's the scarecrow in the. He's like. The, oh my he's, god! Yeah. Was... He's like the sca- He's like the C three PO R two D two of the Nolan <laughs> yeah. Batman trilogy. The only one who's in all the movies. <laughs> well, yeah. aside from that's true. Aside well, from Batman. Batman. Yeah. Besides Batman. <laughs> and Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman. There's several people who's in all the movies. The only villain who's in all three movies. How about that? Um, <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, uh, I haven't seen a few of those. Um, Red Eye was actually brought up to me by a student last year. And I just haven't been able to get my hands on a copy um, given. I mean, there's a million movies that I'm trying to watch right now, like literally not an exaggeration that I have. Like, I'm going to see this. I'm going to see this. And I'm like, I don't know when because there's like never enough time to see all of these movies. But um, that's one that I've, I'm curious if it happens to ever come on like HBO or something, I'll immediately watch it. But 
Um, I've heard good things about it. I do like him. I definitely have not seen enough uh, of his films um, collectively, though. I, you know, I've seen him in the Dark Knight trilogies. I've seen Twenty Eight Days. I've seen Inception, which, um, yeah, I I, I, I forget not. he's in Inception all the time. Um, he is a major character in Inception, but he's not the. He, you're not following him the way you're following like Leo DiCaprio or Joseph Gordon-Levitt's characters in that movie. I always forget Ellen Page is in that movie too. Um, he's always good, but you know, I part. I wonder if he's an artificial being because he does seem, you know, like he doesn't age as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but he, usually, if you hear his name, it's a sign of quality. He's he's been pretty selective with his mm-hmm. roles from what I've seen with his um, projects. In fact, uh, Anthropoid, which you didn't mention, Corey, but you saw that one and said he was great in that as well. Um, and I'm planning on checking that one. I believe that one's on Amazon Instant now, and I want to give that one a watch. Um, if you're not familiar with that, it's a uh, film where he's playing. A is he a Nazi or is he a uh, American soldier? Corey, are you there? I am. Oh, okay. I I have not seen Anthropoid. I, I wanted to see, see it, Anthropoid. but I couldn't. Oh, I thought you did. In. I thought she did. I am like oh my God. almost a hundred percent sure you saw that movie, Corey. <laughs> like, I, th- I, I thought pretty she sure... was raving about it. Yeah, you. I'm pretty oh sure. Oh my God! He no 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 no. He's undercover. What country are they in? You did see this. Uh, <laughs> yes, I did. I'm sorry. I'm so bad with <laughs> names of movies. We've talked about this. I'm bad with names of everything. Yeah, she's been movies, spring. Directors, she's been spring break. Everybody. Spring breaking too hard. <laughs> Yeah, right. Living it up in Boise, Idaho, guys. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember. All that vodka. They're the Czechoslovakian. Czechoslovakian. Yes. Ah. Yes. Yeah, and they're parachuted into their occupied um, country. I did really enjoy it, which was interesting because you told me that you had heard not great things about it. Well, it has a 59 on Metacritic, so it, it's it's. Um, I think some people had issues more with the technical elements of the film because doesn't it have like a gritty, like found footage kind of look to it or something? footage but you know when they try to age films and uh-huh. make them look a little older they have like that kind of yeah they're yeah. gritty kind of um like a... fuzzy not really fuzzy but kind of grainy look to them and like kind of the muted colors and stuff but they're the shot where they are um parachute they parachute down into the forest i love that shot um and it's just so crazy because you could they couldn't even trust their the people in their country because so many of them were working for the Nazis and turning in their fellow countrymen for money. Mm, man, yeah, that's one. If they had, uh, if they had a Brad Pitt character in that movie, they would have taken <laughs> care of them Nazis. That's yeah. right. And then, what's the movie that's coming out soon-ish with Brie Larson in it too? Oh, um, kill, kill them all, or um, I, it's it's something like that. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. It's coming uh, out. Let's see. Let's race. It's I, I think the twelfth is its uh, release date, but I'm pulling up her filmography. Free Fire, that's what it's called. I remembered before I found it. Free Fire. <laughs> oh, okay now, because I don't know her catalog enough. Uh, Free Fire, and I, I it just popped in my brain right before I got to it on her list. But um, Free Fire, yeah, he's in that as well as uh, Jack Rayner um, from you might know him from Sing Street and from Transformers: Age of Extinction. Brie Larson, and then there's a couple other people that are really good. Um, it's supposed to be like a 90-minute um, shootout, essentially. So, oh. yeah, it's... Uh, it's labeled an action comedy crime. I want it to... Yeah. In my mind, I want it to be the nice guys. Because characters are getting, like, shot and not dying, but they're reacting to being shot. And, like, it's... I've heard... Uh, it's I've heard from a few critics that it's a lot of fun. Um, like, if some of the, the best shootout sequences from some of those, like, kind of over-the-top action movies, it's like that for 90 minutes, and it, it they make it work. 
from what I've heard. I can't wait to see it. Um, hopefully, it'll come somewhere nearby. But all right, let's move on to my number four because we are we are spending a lot of time on each of these, and we're only on number uh, four still. So um, my number four is Sam Rockwell. All right, so nobody else has Sam Rockwell on their list, so let's move forward. No. Um, Sam Rockwell just uh, works for me perfectly. Um, everything he's in, I love his performance. He's funny, but he can do drama. Um, some of my favorite films of his, uh, Moon, The Way Way Back, um, Seven Psychopaths, Mr. Right. Uh, I love the Poltergeist remake, and I think he, he is one of the reasons that I love it. Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy uh, as as the uh, mm-hmm. president or whatever. President. Safad Rebel Box. Yep. Um, he's just, he's funny. Uh, he's probably the only good part of Iron Man 2. Um, you know, like, <laughs> I, I love Sam Rockwell and his name attached to a film. I will almost guarantee check it out. Um, there are several I've not seen, um, and he has a couple coming out, uh, scheduled to come out in the next couple of years. One called Blaze Axis. He's it's listed as a voice. Uh, Blue Iguana Mute. Um, the Adventures of Drunky, which he's again listed as a voice. Um, one that I'm really excited about. I haven't watched the trailer yet, but I've heard it's amazing. Three Billboards Outside Ebbing. Um, it it stars Sam Rockwell, Woody Harrelson, and I believe Francis McDermott, who we just mentioned, um, and a bunch of other people. Man, Peter Dinklage is in the in the list, and uh, one of my coworkers, who is a big movie person as well, uh, mentioned this to me, and it's been on my. I've been meaning to watch the trailer since she brought it up uh, like a week ago, but I, now that I found out Sam Rockwell's in it, I'm sold. Um, and that's why he's on my list. He's an actor that I kind of. I think the first time I really remember being aware of him as as Sam Rockwell was Seven Psychopaths, um, but I'd already seen um, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide at that point. But because of the costume that he's in Hitchhikers, it didn't click right away that it was the same person. Um, but Seven Psychopaths was a movie that just I, I was so floored by. I didn't realize what it was when I went to watch it, and I found it really funny, and particularly Sam Rockwell. But then um, the way way back uh, got my attention one because I like rites of passage films a lot. But two is, um, I'm going to forget his name right now, but the guy who played the dean, uh, Jim Rash, on Community, uh, wrote and directed this film with his writing partner. Um, and so I wanted to watch it for that reason, because I, I'm a big Community fan. And I, when I watched The Way Way Back, um, Sam Rockwell's character is so amazing in that film. Um, I am going to spoil part of this film. Um, uh, oh, man, I'm drawing blanks on names. But um, Michael from The Office, Steve uh, Carell, is uh the kid's stepdad or not even stepdad he's like the mom's boyfriend but he's kind of playing a stepdad and um the kid had been working at a uh, like the like a water park all summer and sam rockwell was the manager of that and he's uh, the one that's like the inspiration yeah and like a mentor exactly he takes the kid under his wing helps the kid come out of his shell a little bit and um while they're driving away from the community the kid gets out of the car and runs to say goodbye to sam rockwell and Steve Carell's character comes in, and he goes to grab the kid. And I get chills every time um, I think about this scene because I love how Sam Rockwell plays it. Um, he steps in between Steve Carell's character and the kid and doesn't throw a punch, doesn't say anything. He just moves his body in a way that says, if you touch this kid, I will end you. And But he's smiling. He's being Sam Rockwell, but there's this just intensity about the, the performance. And it makes me almost want to cry even talking about it because I just it, – it's – how he, the kid and him connected um and the guy sam rockwell's character is supposed to be kind of a screw-up but when it comes to this kid he's done everything right like he's done everything this kid needed to be okay sam rockwell provided um and he didn't have to he just did and it's such a believable performance um some people kind of nitpick this movie and 
you know, it's an indie film, but it's not an indie film because this is they're coming off of The Descendants, which they w- were nominated for an Oscar for. So they kind of had free reign to make whatever they wanted. Um, and it's just such a I love this movie and particularly because of Sam Rockwell. And that's why he's on my list is movies like that. His performances. I mean, God, if you really love him, you got to watch Moon because uh, it's mainly him. It is. And it, it, um, it sold me. I actually saw Moon really late on this list. Like, it was probably one of the last movies of his that I've seen. Um, but it only cemented my love for him. And uh, he's an actor that I will see almost anything he does um, because he never lets me down. And again, I mentioned when we were talking, like, before why we like, the, our reasoning. He's an actor who plays a similar role in a lot of his films. You know, he often brings comedy. He's not necessarily the comic relief, but he brings this air of comedy with him. There's a snarky, sarcastic element. Like, uh, Mr. Wright from last uh from 2015 where he plays a, a hitman who's grown a conscious so he refuses to be a hitman anymore but instead of killing the people he's hired to kill he kills the people that hire him um to teach them a lesson and oh um it's it's quirky and anna kendrick is in it who i also am a fan of um and it's it just works like it's a silly movie like the whole premise is max landis too who's an overrated writer uh son of john landis um and he he's gotten a lot of buzz um he wrote chronicle and that kind of like shot him up far into the uh the stratosphere and he thinks highly of himself and um but mr right really worked for me and i again it was because of rockwell and kendrick they have some really great chemistry in the movie and they uh they really work um i i just i like him so that's my number four sorry i rambled a little longer than i meant to but well, he's he's really likable in anything he does, so that's that's a thing. And I forget about him because he kind of blends in. I mean, yeah, it's weird to think that he he's like a man of many faces. Seyfried Beeblebox is very different from, you know, some of the other roles. And I've just added Mr. Wright to my watch list. Oh, but do so, there is, watch it. Yeah, I, 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 it's intriguing. There's one you left off from 2008. Um, called Choke, that is an adapt adaptation. I, I didn't leave it off. I haven't seen it, dude, and that's on oh, okay. my that's list. That's why you haven't seen. It. Okay, yeah, um, it's it's hit or miss. It's interesting. It it's directed and ri- the screenplay was written by Clark Gregg, Agent Coulson. Oh wow, really? And he, yeah, yeah, and it's it's oh, uh, coming off a of Fight Club. It's really tough to make an adaptation of Chuck Palahniuk. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe butchering his name but that's how i'm saying it okay uh and it's definitely a different tone and it's uh, more comedic i mean you just it's absurd the premise of it he's i'll just be honest he's a con man that's a sex sex addict and his mom has is, is very ill so the his way to make money is he acts like he's choking to death and so whoever saves him he kind of builds off of that and like because they feel like they have to take care of him I don't know that, you know how it works, but it definitely works in the story. So I would I would add that to your watch list. Yeah, then. there's actually a few movies that I've seen of his that I didn't mention, and there's some that I really want to see. Um, I know Corey saw one uh, not too long ago with I can't Snow Angels. That's what it was called. I just came across it. Oh, uh, I was trying to remember because I know I've seen a couple of his films. I haven't seen much of his work though, um, and. I was looking through his filmography here and that wasn't sticking out to me, but that movie was nuts. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to work through more. I've actually seen a few others. That I forgot. Like apparently he's in Cowboys and aliens, which I didn't yep. remember. Um, he's it, in the city. Oh, see, I still haven't seen green mile. That's one on my, my big gap list that I need to check out. But, uh, the sitter, he's the villain. Um, that's the Jonah Hill, mm-hmm. like straight Carl, to DVD movie, yeah. which is pretty funny. Um, yeah, and then I saw and don't re- didn't remember much of it, but Gentleman Broncos, 
um, I watched on accident uh, one one day. It was on like HBO or something. Uh, like it was my birthday, and it was just we just had it on, and we were all like, "What is this?" But none of us changed the channel, and I don't remember him in it to be honest. So that's the funny part. Like I, I know I watched that movie, but I don't remember what he was like in that film. But it's like you said, he's probably in some kind of crazy getup or playing some crazy character, and it just you know probably was on screen for a few seconds even, and I just don't remember it, but. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm planning on working my way through some of his other films and I'm looking forward to all the stuff he's got coming out because he seems to be getting more and more roles every year. Um, but Sam Rockwell, that's my number four. Uh, let's go to Mike for your number three. All right, let's get to my number three. I'm going to get my notes back up because I'm going screen to screen. I've got people commenting their suggestions. So oddly enough, we were just talking about Fight Club and we literally were just talking about him during your pick. And I felt remiss not mentioning, um, you know what, uh, Ed Norton. Edward Norton. Edward Norton. Nice. Not on my list. Not on my list. Oh. So uh, I'll be honest. Um, I did not get into his first big break, Primal Fear. I actually made a point to watch it in theaters during its theatrical run uh, way back when. And it wasn't for him. It was just, I forget what drew me to that particular one. I know it must have been summertime. And just production-wise, uh, when I saw, cam- uh, not cameras, but microphones uh, boom mics falling into the shot and it just uh, i didn't i've since really grown to like primal fear a whole lot more than i did back then and it didn't he didn't click with me then um he ended up doing uh let's see american history x uh, people versus larry flint just mm-hmm. to kind of expand he, i wasn't keen on him in the, it didn't really need to be redone red dragon was the mm. Uh, the updated Man version Hunter. of Manhunter and see for me the Will Graham role that he played which he was very good he was fine in it and maybe it's a Brett Ratner thing I was holding against him um, I thought Will Graham was uh, uh, played better by William Peterson not better necessarily but I felt like that he was Will Graham and then now we've got another Will Graham on TV and whatnot but I was really surprised he was replaced by um, Mark Ruffalo who was a great pick as the Hulk but um, mm. it would have been something for me, I felt, to see him in um, The Avengers. But Mark Ruffalo wasn't a bad pick. Um, oh, no way. He's, he's – what's that? I was saying no way. He's, Mark Ruffalo's great. Um, and I heard Norton was a contract dispute, and that's why he's not in the MCU. They, yeah, they didn't They didn't get along. He want, he actually wanted to do some rewrites as well. And I think he wanted – being who he is, and I think he very much likes to control and uh, – He's he's a there's a reason he's my number three. Um, they definitely there was definitely some butting ahead from what I read. So it, it could be a little bit of everything mm-hmm. contract and then uh, just not being able to get along. It, even and I didn't even mention keeping the faith, which was that him and Ben Stiller. It is Jim yeah. Elfman. Yep. Um, you know I found him entertaining, but I I see, I looked at him and that's a that's the thing. Okay, so he's done comedy. He's done drama he's done the incredible hulk which that poor character is just never it's almost doomed to not do well and just leave the character alone he's better off as a team member and not as a solo film it seems like it seems that way um but you know he did well in it i i enjoyed it anything that he's like you said if he's in it i will look into it typically in some way yeah, I, I I enjoyed his take on the Hulk fine. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Um I obviously love him in Fight Club, uh, much like Brad Pitt. Um I don't you I don't know if you've seen it, but he's uh has a really great role in Birdman the um unexpected uh, it's on my list. I yeah, need to add that. He is uh 
very strong character in that movie, although hard to compete with Michael Keaton in that film, who is uh, just on top of his game. Um, but I haven't seen a lot of his. Um, American History X is one that I've been meaning to check out, and I've not seen. I do know like the iconic scene, but I have not seen it. Um, it it is a tough watch. Grand yeah. Budapest. Grand Budapest. Yes. Forget. See, I forget he's in Grand Budapest Hotel. In fact, he's in several of Anderson's films. Um, he's in Moonrise Kingdom. <sighs> Um, not my favorite. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't like Moonrise either, actually. But um, and then, well, maybe not several. Maybe he's only in two. I can't think of any other Anderson films that he shows up in. But um, I forgot he's in Grand Budapest Hotel, though. Uh, he's not the memorable character, though, to me. Like Ralph Ray Fiennes is so fantastic in Grand Budapest. It's hard to think of anyone else um, aside from the kid whose name I can never remember. But that kid's fantastic as well. But um, yeah, Norton is in that. Um, it's just. I- I need to watch Death to Smoochie. I've never yep. watched that I, was, one. I have that on my shelf as well as Primal Fear um, that I've oh. not seen. Both of those I haven't oh, yeah. watched, but I have both of them. Really? I need you to revisit watch... well, um, Death to Smoochie and um, The Illusionist. I haven't seen oh. that yep. in a very long time. The Lesser Prestige. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh. I think they came out the same year they really did. close. It was one of those uh, weird yeah. things where yeah. movies do like the yeah. deep, deep impact in Armageddon and... Um, that it weird, was the same year. Yeah, Volcano and Dante's Peak. Yes, and... it's that weird thing that happens in Hollywood where two studios make very similar films and and hope that uh, they will win. But um, uh, Prestige definitely wins in that category. Not that Illusionist yeah, is bad, was... mind you, but definitely uh, no, Prestige was, is better. Prestige was better. You're right. But I like the Illusionist too. But mm-hmm. it's tough when they when properties that are so similar come out. I, I hate that Hollywood does that. I saw them very separate and from very many years after. I, I saw Illusionist first, I think maybe two or three years ago, and then I watched Prestige for the first time last year, So, um, which was a Nolan film I had slept on for no particular reason. Like I'd bought it years before. I just finally got around to watching it, which is isn't true of un- many movies that I <laughs> Isn't that uncomfortable when you sleep on those movies like that? Yeah, it's not. It, well, if you stack them up neatly and level, it's fairly comfortable. But, <laughs> um, all right, I'm just checking. All right, let's get to... Uh, uh, well, Corey, do you have anything to add for Edward Norton? No. Um, no. I added what I had. Okay. Well, let's move into your number three then. What do you got? Okay. Um, I don't know if you're going to have him on your list, but I have Anton Yelchin. I oh. desperately wanted to have him on my list, and he is on my honorable mentions. Um, I, I still have several films of his that I haven't seen, um, but yeah, I do love him. So, uh, no, you are free to speak about the man. Okay. Um, I... The first that I remember seeing of him was um, Alpha Dog, and mm-hmm. I watched that a long, long time ago. Um, and I'm not sure when he like came up on my radar that I wanted to see his work, but um, we've talked about Five to Seven. I think it's a great movie, and I know that mm-hmm. enough people have not watched it. He's the whole reason that I um, initially went into the Star Trek movies um, that oh. started coming out in like mm-hmm. 2009. Um, I Oh my gosh, why am I blanking out? Um, I loved him in Green Room, Burying the X. Um, he has kind of a smaller part, but in Only Lovers Left Alive. I haven't seen all of his work, though, and I've admitted that I bought a movie that also stars Zoe Deschanel, just because he's in it, but I haven't been able to bring Yay. myself to watch it yet. Oh. <laughs> I know. Um, it'll take me a few months, but I am really sad that... He won't be making any more movies, and um, we have a few more that are coming out. Yep. Actually, um, next Friday, or Friday, I forget, we release these on Mondays, right? Yeah. Um, there's a film called We Don't Belong Here, and I watched the trailer because um, I was looking at 
you know, movies and um, albums that are coming out next week. And it looks like it could be good. It's a mother with um, four kids and the whole family kind of suffers from mental illness, but his character becomes addicted to drugs and she's kind of trying to reel him back in from that. But what I've seen him in, I've always enjoyed. And um, yeah. Yeah. No, um, I, I went through a lot of his films last year. Um, but I'm happy to say it was before he died that I got became a fan and it was from Green Room. Um, Green Room was one of my favorite movies from last year. It is a movie that I, I have been pushing on everybody who will listen to me. Um, because so many people haven't seen Green Room, and I think it is the best thriller. I think it's the best thriller ever made. I don't think I've I ever been right. anywhere near as stressed out as I was during that movie. <laughs> and um, it's so simple, and it's so it's so elegant, and the the practical effects are amazing. Um, when they're there, I mean, the the violence is brutal when it happens, and you get this amazing performance from several actors. Really, I mean, you get Anton Yelchin, you get I Megan Poots, and you get Patrick Stewart, who all give outstanding performances and i can't forget um i'm gonna forget her name but maybe uh i can't Aaliyah, Aaliyah Shawkat. yes she is also great uh-huh. in that film too um mm-hmm. but uh and so is uh macon blair who we are big fans of on this podcast um it's just it's just such a great movie that um i was so blown away by him that i was like man how have i missed this guy and then it real i realized oh i've seen him in star trek duh and so I saw Star Trek Beyond, which is my favorite Star Trek movie. I know a lot of people hated Beyond, but I had so much fun watching that movie that I just loved it. And that's something I can't say with all the other Star Treks. A lot of times I find them kind of long-winded. And I am a I am a dialogue fan, and I'm also a philosophy fan. But for some reason, Star Trek doesn't click for me um, a lot of the times. But um, I do like Chekhov in all three of the, uh, the, the remakes or the reboots. And Odd Thomas uh, was one of my favorites now that oh, I've seen. I love that. You must be reading my mind because I was going to say there's one you guys didn't bring up. I know. Yeah. I, when she didn't bring it up, I was surprised because um, mm-hmm. I, I cried like hard at the end of that movie. And um, <sighs> I, I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it, people, but it's one you should definitely watch. It's and, a twist for sure. Yeah. And I was so, man, it's still devastating to think about. And then um, it was even harder because I watched it. Like I was in Boston the week I was on getting on the plane to go to Boston for a workshop for work when the news broke that he'd been killed and this it seemed so fake because he was killed by pinned by uh, into by uh, his jeep into his mailbox and it was like what and um it was a it turned out to be a faulty element where the it doesn't go into park and so I made it uh, a goal that week to watch as many of his films as I was able to while I was in Boston and so I watched Odd uh, Thomas and the fact that it deals with death um definitely made that a really emotional watch anyways as i'd become again a big fan of his because of green room but i saw several of his films last year he's definitely one of my favorite actors um i don't think i've seen enough of his work though compared to the people on my list that i felt like i could um put him high as high on the list for me i think that's where i'm at with him not because he's not good because he is good and and you never hear a single I think it's not speaking ill of the dead, but everyone just loved working with him. Yeah, the stories about him only made me love him more. Yeah, um, good, definitely a, a deserving pick. And again, he's on my honorable mentions, and I I had had him in my top three um, a couple of times, and he would get bumped down and then bu- bump back up. So he was one that I was debating on strongly, um, but I do feel like I need to see a few more of his films. And there's a couple that I don't love as much. Um, not necessarily because of his performance. Like, there's a movie, and I, I can't even think of what it's called, but it's him, Kristen Stewart, and Chris Evans are all in it. Um, and, mm-hmm. spoiler, but Chris Evans rapes him in the movie. Uh, you don't see it, but you're told about Uh-oh. it. 
Um, and it's a it's a weird, twisty, dark film. I can't remember who his mother is. I think it's Tony Collette, but I'm probably wrong. I think I'm just putting her in everything because she's great. Um, but yeah. All right. So uh, if if we're all good, let's move to my number three. Yes. We did a whole podcast on my third person. Um, it's Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> so uh, this is an actor who, uh, for me, has gone up and down. There was a time where his name on a movie would mean I would not watch it. And that was about the time Snakes on a Plane came out. Um, I thought at that point, this man has lost his mind. He'll do any movie. I, I don't like Samuel L. Jackson. Um, and I, I avoided him for a while. Um, and it was getting back into film, like really into film a few years back. And not just, you know, the comedies and things that I'd always been into, but like really starting to, to expand and look into different genres. And rewatching Pulp Fiction um, made me love Sam Jackson again. And to be fair, I think the Marvel Universe might have saved him for me more than anything, um, as he shows up as Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man. And ever since, I, I you know, I didn't mind seeing him because it usually meant I was watching a Marvel movie. But my my love of Pulp Fiction, and particularly my love of Jules, who is my favorite character in Pulp Fiction, is one of my favorite characters, I think, in film. Like, I love Jules. Like, he just, everything he says and does on screen makes me smile, makes me laugh, makes me, you know, uh, feel fear at times because he's pretty scary. He's intense as crap, you know? Um and then you, you look at his film, he does, he, he's a guy who, like, I can't tell if he's just a huge fan of movies, or if he's a huge fan of money, or what it is, but the guy's got a huge set of credits, and there is a story that he'll basically take any role, but he's always good, even in a movie that is not good, and he'll go big, like, in Kong, he goes a little over the top in Kong, but he's, he's great at the same time, he's still great, even when he's doing these cheesy roles, or when he is the only uh, black Jedi in a Star Wars trilogy that we'd rather forget. He's fantastic as Mace Windu. I love Mace Windu. He's one of the only great things that came out of the prequels. So Sam Jackson, um, he's an actor who I will pretty much give the benefit of the doubt at this point in his career. If he's in something, I still may not watch it. Because there are some movies, again, he does a lot of movies where you're like, oh. But at the same time, he you know he's going to give a great performance regardless of what the film is. Because from what I've heard, even on Snakes in a Plane, he, he plays it straight and um, it has fun with it is what I've heard. So, you know, I haven't sat through it because I, I just I just can't. But Sam Jackson is my number three. I debated. Um, and he does have because uh, he was in Loaded Weapon. You did, mm-hmm. We just talked about him being in Coming to America. Oh, yeah. Yes. So he does have a wide breath, and I don't know why I wouldn't have included him. Other guys? Um, I, I mean, didn't. he's in oh, yeah, one of the greatest scenes from Very other guys. Shortly. Um, Jurassic that, Park. Uh, yeah. And then Goodfellas. Park, which is, um, he's in Goodfellas. Right. He gets killed. Um, because he fell asleep. Yep. He shouldn't have fallen asleep if he had stayed, done his job. Uh, um, so, yeah, he's. I don't know how I missed out on him. Um, there was something I was going to bring up. It's escaped my mind, but oh, now I wish, man. Hmm, yeah, good pick. All right, and Corey, you have anything to add to Sam Jackson? I was forgetting another movie. My mom watched a ton as I was a, when I was a kid. Um, he was in Losing Isaiah, but oh. I'm kind of forgetting what part he played. That was so long ago. But um, he does have a vast, oh. vast body of work, and actually, I'm kind of interested if you guys have anything to say about black snake moan did you guys I watch it have not seen it? it have not seen it. it it's been on my yeah. list to watch for a while though, because i've heard it i've heard he's pretty great in it 
Um, in fact, I want to see it, Mike. The movie that you you listed, um, which was like a where he's like the terrorist interrogator or whatever. Um, Unthinkable. Uh, a week after we did that podcast, uh, one of my uh, coworkers, I, I, a lot of people talk to me about movies because they all know I do Burke reviews and these podcasts and stuff, um, m- mentioned that movie to me. He's like, hey, have you ever seen this? And I'm like, no, but that is that the movie Mike mentioned? And sure enough, it was. And I was like, oh, well, there's two people recommending this film now. Um, but yeah, he was a big fan of it as well. So uh, it's on my list too. Like there's a bunch of his I haven't seen. And then I've seen him in a lot. I mean, because again, he shows up and stuff like uh, Do the Right Thing. He plays the DJ and mm-hmm. he's fantastic. So definitely um, an actor who, again, he's had ups and downs as far as me liking him. Uh, not, I would say his career has always been pretty straightforward. He's been working a lot for a long time. Um, he's made Tarantino, in my opinion, because every movie he's in with Tarantino, I cannot. Oh, I didn't even mention Hateful Eight. I have to yeah, mention that. I, I, yeah, I um, was going to say. Because I love that movie, and it's because of him and Walter Goggins. Like, they made that movie for me. Kurt Russell's fantastic, but they were the two that I walked out just like, oh, my God. You know. Um, so Sam Jackson is one that... Almost didn't make it, actually. I, I Because I think of him, he's in so much that I forget how much I like him in stuff, you know, because he's just in so many things. And um, when I really started, like, narrowing it down, I was like, oh, my God, how do I not have Sam Jackson on this list? I got to include him. So there he is. Um, let's go to number two. Mike, what do you got for your number two? All right. I, this afternoon, literally came off of um, watching that thing you do for the millionth time again. (laughs) Um, So Tom Hanks is my number two pick. Okay. Well, me too. So we'll just talk about it. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Awesome. I left him off of my list, guys. (gasps) He's on my honorable mention. He's on on my honorable mentions, but he's, you know, I think almost like Sam Jackson, he's in so many movies. And you know it's going to be good, but I don't know if he's necessarily my favorite as a result. I just, I trust him. You know, like, okay, yeah, I'll give him benefit. Mm-hmm. As a general rule, you're yeah. right. As a general rule, you trust him. I mean, he's had his missteps. He has. Definitely at the beginning. Um, I managed to get my wife to watch Mazes and Monsters. Way It's the TV. I, I think we talked about it as the, it, it preyed upon the D&D fear from the early 80s, late 70s. And that's what it was about. It's supposedly based on a true story should, about a kid I should that, point out though this is another actor we've done a top five list about yeah, um, yeah. I was afraid when you were talking about yours it was going to be Tom Hanks a minute ago with oh. Sam Jackson <laughs> yep uh, and you know um, Turner and Hooch you know did not get into that so much but there was a def, a, def, a definitive point and if I recall correctly it's because he switched talent agencies when mm. he started getting uh, I mean he, he got away from Joe versus the Volcano and Turner and Hooch and all these and started getting, I would say... I still like Burbs. See, I enjoyed the Burbs, too. I saw that <laughs> with my youth group of all people. Um, and so I really like, got into that. But people just despised it. It just yep. wasn't quite a Tom. It, it's a dark I, comedy. I'll watch it again sometime. Yeah, it is dark. And that's okay to be dark. Yeah, it is. We had people, a I don't think we're, we're ready to... Hey, I'm dark, so I'm okay, too. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm very pacey. Um, <laughs> I think, it was, let's say, Sleepless in Seattle. So, you know, he's got that romantic comedy thing going for him. He's got the dramatic Philadelphia. Oh, my gosh. When I saw Philadelphia in the theater, uh, there is no way you could not be emotional in any way. And, uh, you know, between him and Denzel Washington, just amazing performances. Actor, writer, director. I mean, he wrote, directed and acted in that thing you do. I love I I will never not love that movie. Me Um, either. That is one of my longtime go to movies. Yeah, Same. that's that's one between my son and I. Even my daughter, she's just humming and singing along. It's not, I, she's not my film buddy like my son is, but 
she was she was humming along and got you know and when it gets to the scenes with i just i i i could probably recite it the whole thing mm-hmm. but i won't i won't we don't have the time for it <laughs> um I, uh, you know when we talk about missteps i really tried inferno just didn't get into it it just no, wasn't it for me um but i can forgive him that because it was very recently i just watched sully so oh Sully's you know, fantastic yeah i actually just so watched he's... hologram for the king um which isn't fantastic, but I really enjoyed. I I had a really like, it's all him too. It's it's almost ninety percent of the movies just him, but I really liked it. And um, I don't know. I just I don't want to overpraise that movie because I think most people will have like will be bored. But I just found it really fun. Not fun. Fun's not the right word. I was captivated throughout the film. I was just like watching him be this guy who is going through like a midlife crisis. And I, again, I do like rites of passage films, and midlife is a type of rites of passage and it just works for me and almost very few have i ever been like oh i hate this um but this one i enjoyed and it's because of him so sorry to cut you off there but no you're fine um i'll jump in then um did you already mention toy story i think you did i did not actually yep oh um and then i really enjoyed bridge of spies mm-hmm. i need I, I was just thinking about watching it oh it's good Oh, so good. And why am I blanking out on the other guy's name? He's fantastic. Mark Rylance? Yes, thank you. Um, Also, I only saw Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close a couple years ago, maybe. Um, But I loved him in that role, even though um, he wasn't actually in it a whole lot. Apollo 13, guys. Yes. Um, I, I, I haven't seen that. Oh my gosh! It has it's everyone that matters. I know it's it's sitting up on my shelf. I bought it like four months ago, but haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah, I, I bought it last year to rewatch it. But, Actually, um, and Forrest Gump is one of my favorite movies of all time, and just that movie alone was enough to get him to number two on my list. Absolutely, and, yeah, I did not include, but absolutely, that's another go-to. And I also, we all three love that thing you do, and I love that soundtrack so much, and I love mm-hmm. that his wife is in it, and Colin Hanks is in it for a split second. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, his daughter, too, I think, in the, in the, I thought that, that it was a Hanks. I don't know. The, um, I didn't know that. When, I didn't know that about his wife. I was trying on the dresses. Oh, cool. I, uh, oh. I think. Well, um, one, I, I, just part of the reason why I think he's not on my list, I haven't seen some of his big movies. I haven't seen Road to Perdition. I haven't seen I haven't seen oh, Green Mile. Oh my gosh! Um, I haven't seen Green Mile. Yep. Also, and uh, I haven't seen Apollo thirteen. Uh, three of his films that are considered to be excellent by many many people, um, and I've missed them. And so, not that I still have seen tons. He's done so many great movies. I mean, when we're sitting here listing, we're like listing some of the best films, and we're, we haven't even mentioned Catch Me If You Can, um, which is a really awesome Leo DiCaprio, and I love his role in that movie. In fact, um, so much. And um, I mean, we could go through and there's probably a dozen movies we're forgetting to mention that he's fantastic in but those three are big ones that there are movies that when i say i haven't seen them people give me that audible what? like you know, how have you this guy who claims to love movies not seen these and i have an answer is they were they came out at times when i was avoiding dramas they are clearly going well road to perdition i, I, I know almost nothing about but green mile is clearly going to be an emotional movie um and i i've avoided it for that reason apollo 13 I don't know why I avoided it, to be honest. I just did. Um, and, I mean, I like Ron Howard. I like um, Ed Harris. Uh, I like Kevin Bacon. I mean, and Bill, Bill Paxton. Paxton. Yeah, I mean, I liked everyone in it, but for some reason it just never appealed to me. 
Um, and I think because I knew it was it's based on a true story, and I knew there was going to be drama, and I also knew how it would end, and I was like, I don't want to sit through that. I don't want to sit through the emotional roller coaster that movie's probably going to put me on. That was at that time. Now it's because it's like two and a half hours, I think, and I'm just like, ah, it's so long. I'll get to it eventually, um, and I will. But you know, it, it's one it's one of those things. I wish I'd seen it in the theater. I think I would have been more apt to give it a chance. If like if it came out right now, I'd go see it in a heartbeat. It just came out at a time when I wasn't actively watching yeah. quality films. I was more into comedies and action movies. But, um, yeah, Tom Hanks, uh, both of you guys picking number two is not surprising. He's definitely deserving. I know um, a former guest on this podcast, Ben Hilligas, would have him as number one um, for sure. It is his favorite actor. He uh, loves the man. Um, and I got to say, uh, Inferno, I don't blame Tom Hanks. It's not his fault that the movie's bad. <laughs> No, that's uh, true. It's not his. He's, he does what he can with what he's given. Yep. But, um, all right, you guys have anything else you want to add about the, the man, Tom Hanks? No. All right. Well, then we'll go to my number two. Um, and mine, it, it, following Tom Hanks feels wrong, but again, these are my list. Um, and it's Simon Pegg. Um, I love Simon Pegg. I, I've seen him in, obviously, the Cornetto trilogy, which is, if you've listened to me, that's one of my favorite sets of movies ever. Um, Edgar Wright, who's only directed four films, is is easily on my top five directors list, which we'll probably do at some point. But uh, he just, he, I swear he makes movies for me as, as if he is reading my mind. What is this guy like? And then he makes the movie for me. Um, and Simon Pegg is a big part of that as he wrote, uh, co-wrote all of the Cornetto trilogy with Edgar Wright. Um, he co-wrote Star Trek Beyond. And I love him as Scotty in all three of the Star Trek that. films. Um, he revitalized, in my opinion, the Mission Impossible franchise. Um, you watch you watch Rogue Nation and tell me that movie's good if Simon Pegg wasn't in it, and you can't because Simon Pegg makes that movie. Uh, Man Up, which is a uh, rom-com that I love, and it's because of Simon Pegg. The TV series Spaced, which was we I tried not to mention this <laughs> Edgar Wright film, but I love that as well. And then um, if he's in something, I am more likely to watch it. I, Run, Fat Boy, Run, I enjoy because of Simon Pegg. Um, uh, Paul, I love Paul. People hate Paul. I find it so entertaining, and it's because of Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, um, for sure. I have not seen Box Trolls, which is one of the only things I think that he is in that I've not made an effort to watch yet. I mean, there's a few movies that I've missed, but for the most part, Simon Pegg is in something I am going to watch it or give it a chance or at least put it on my watch list because he works for me. Um, everything about his his presence, he's a film lover, he's a, you know he's a nerd lover, he's in Star Wars Force Awakens as a big monster who gives rations to to Ray, you know, like he, he's not even visible, but he's such a, a fanboy of the franchise. He just wanted to be a part of it somehow. And I love that about him. Uh, and I don't know if I said, but not only is he in Star Trek Beyond, but he co-wrote Star Trek Beyond last year. So, um, he's, he's a writer, he's an actor, and I, I just love him when he's on screen. Simon Pegg. Good pick. I, I, um, it's tough not to, again, how do you narrow these down? So, you know, yeah. It's almost like you have to include Nick Frost in there with him, but I get you. Simon Pegg's, <laughs> But again, and go ahead, Corey. Oh, he has become one of my favorites in the Star Trek um, franchise, as well as Scotty. Um, and then also, have you seen Hector I have. and the Pursuit of Happiness? Yes, I did. I watched that last year. Mm -hmm. um, I made quite an effort. The only one I think I haven't seen of his is um, something with fears. I can't think of what it's called, but it's it's the cover oh. of it has him in like uh, a shirt and boxer briefs, or not boxer briefs, just briefs. And it's he's got like a like crazy hair, like Don King style, like hair style, uh, something with fear. I can't think of what it's called, but um, I'm sure there's a few others I haven't seen because I know he's done a few more. I think he's done voice acting in a couple other movies, um, but I I, I I just enjoy him when he's on screen. The characters that he chooses to play 
are characters that I tend to enjoy. Um, right. And he does, like, the best thing, even though it's within the same trilogy, the characters of Sean, um, Nick Angel, and um, King, I can't think of his first name for some reason, um, despite having seen that one more than the others. Um, I think Gary, Gary King. Um, they're very different characters. You know, like Hot Fuzz particularly. He plays this, like, badass in Hot Fuzz. He's he's an action hero in Hot Fuzz. Who, yes, he has some problems, and he still has this comedic element, but he's not the same character he plays in Shaun of the Dead, who is kind of a coward, who's afraid to be assertive. Um, he's very assertive in Hot Fuzz, and that just shows the range that he can uh, apply when he needs to. Um, yeah, he does comedies, but he he can definitely do other roles. Um, you know, but Simon Pegg, that's my pick. Let's hear our number ones, guys. Let's go into Mike's. I wonder if you guys are going to have the same number one. That would be well. interesting. If so, that would make it really a quick wrap-up. All right. I went with Robin Williams. Oh, wow. I, he's not mine, but I love that pick. Um, I've just recently this week, within the last week or two at the most, watched World's Greatest Dad, Insomnia, with the World According to Garp. Oh. Talk about three totally different roles. Yeah. Um, that's not even mentioning. Um, honestly, it was really easy for, for me to go with him. He's run the gamut from comedy, drama, family fair, um, roles that are all over the place i've been watching a whole lot more robin williams um as difficult as as it has been um i finally watched for the first time very recently dead that's poet oh dead man. poet society i love um, that movie so, so much so tough to watch uh, you'll laugh at the one that got me for sure um and especially at the end the way that ends bicentennial man up oh, oh, movies your mic cut out again um, um Hold on, they, it's echoey. We're having technical difficulties of, of plenty here. You're still, that? I can hear you, but you're like in a can. That's weird. Um, let me try again. How about that? Nope, that's the same. But I haven't seen Bicentennial Men though. Um, I've heard mixed it's, things about that. Oh, you're better. You're better. Yeah, it's 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 kind one of. of those you will nothing. You're, I mean, we can hear you. Just keep going. There we go. There we oh, go. Yep, better. that's perfect. Perfect. All right. So I'm getting something with my headset for some reason. Um, yeah, Bicentennial Man is an adaptation of Isaac Asimov's um, uh, story. And think of some people, they don't compare it to iRobot, but think of when iRobot came out, how dis universally disliked it was. Um, Bicentennial Man, I don't think will be as disliked as that, but it's definitely not an everyone's favorite list. It's just it's another one of those go-to ones that my son and I really, really got into. Um, sometimes over the top uh, when it calls for it, sometimes extremely understated. Uh, honestly, you'll always, uh, th yeah, he's had missteps, but, um, he, I almost always love, I just fired up good morning Vietnam before I started, we started recording, um, and then turned it off because I'm like, I wonder we'll really watch it again. It's been a long time. Um, it's, it's been, got, it's gotten a whole lot tougher to watch any of anything he's been part of, but I feel he's always mm -hmm. worth a watch. Always. Um, you know, I, I didn't even think about him, and that's crazy because I have been a big supporter of him, especially recently. In fact, I believe you watched uh, World's Greatest Dad because of me. Um, mm -hmm. uh, did you like that? I did. It was, you know, it, I'm like, how is this going to, oh, and then just the way it unwrapped. Bobcat Goldthwait's really got a feel, I mean, mm -hmm. um, that little uh, interaction between him and Chris Novoselic. And I mean, he's looking at these completely inappropriate magazines and just tearing and crying and 
because they remind him of his son who was not nope what uh, i just yeah you know uh, sometimes as parents we tell uh, we tell the kid i love you but sometimes i don't like you very much yeah is what um and i didn't find anything lovable about that but again thinking that's his son yeah so how could you, you know what i mean and he, and he part, plays it so well um like oh yeah i i just i love that performance but i love i love him and i think um like we mentioned all these characters all these actors have these blunders or and blunders not even fair because they probably went in thinking this could be good and it may have been the editing it may have been something else and it could be simply i have i've built a life for myself where i have to have a paycheck and that paycheck has to be substantial. So I'm going to do a few movies that aren't very good just to make sure I don't have to I don't end up on the side of the road because I can't pay my extremely high mortgage payment or whatever. You know, I don't know why they make the choices that they make. I just know that, you know, it's not it's not fair to let a few bad movies tarnish someone if their performances are always consistent. And that's really with Robin Williams um even the bad movies, I think he's generally been fairly consistent um of being funny, being dramatic, being so many different things. That's the thing about him that's so impressive is he is able to um, be comedic, be scary, and be you know dramatic. I mean, listen to his his monologue in Goodwill Hunting where he's talking about his wife. I mean, it's hard to like not be emotionally moved by what he says and how he delivers the lines, and he's just so good um, and so sorely missed. I, I really wish I had included oh, yeah. him in my top five. Um, so uh, excellent number one, I think. I mean, I, and I've been uh, watching since uh, Popeye, which was a t- complete yeah. disaster. But you know, he embodied Popeye. He like became yeah. Popeye. As a kid, I um, loved that movie um, for sure. <laughs> um, I haven't seen uh, Good Morning Vietnam though. Is oh, that, is interesting. That... Sorry, Corey, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yep. Uh, also, Mork and Mindy, which I grew up on. I loved Mork and Mindy. Ah. And when I was a kid, I loved Hook, and I. <laughs> Also love Jumanji, which I don't know how either of those would hold up now, but it's it's Hook, mixed. definitely. Yeah. And uh I've never cried so much in my whole life as I did when I watched What Dreams May Come. But I still oh. I still can't watch his movies and I don't know when I'll be able to again. Um oh I will I, I can because I, I, I'm sad that he's gone, but it's my way of keeping him alive, uh is rewatching and watching. And in fact I just bought Aladdin. Um, a movie that I hadn't seen in years, but I, I want to own, and it's mainly because of him. I mean, the whole cast is great. Aladdin's perfect um, <laughs> as far as an animated movie goes. There's hardly anything I would change about it. But, yeah, Robin Williams is a genie. is one of the most memorable performances. And the soundtrack, as you mentioned, very good, as for most Disney films. I mean, really. Um, but Robin Williams, guys, number one for Mike. Let's go to Corey's number one. Okay. I don't think either of you are going to even have him on your honorable mentions but i have michael fassbender oh um i love him so much i have um watched a few movies because he's in the in it um that was kind of the selling point for 12 years a slave for me even though his character is absolutely awful awful I can't even, uh, um, 300, which I know you're not a big fan of, but, um, Inglorious Bastards. Wait, Michael Fassbender is in 300? Yeah, he plays the spy in the bar. Yep, I don't remember that movie very well, apparently. (laughs) Stupid Zack Snyder. Um, And I I was gonna say, um, Hunger, which I just watched last year, and Shame, um, which I'm pretty sure those are, um, let me look up who the director, I'm blanking out, the director of, uh, 12 Years a Slave. Hmm. I don't know. Um, I'm I think that he might have done all three of those movies, but I could be wrong. I 
Um, he also was not a good character in the movie Fish Tank, but I think you might appreciate that movie because it is a coming of um, age film. Oh. I um, Frank is one of my favorite yeah. movies ever. He's wearing a Picking head a the whole time. Yeah. Um, and then I love Slow West and Jane Eyre. I think he has a great range. Um, I didn't see Assassin's Creed. Oh, that's um, the that's the best movie he's ever done. Um, everybody uh, should. That's clearly. a clearly. Yeah, a, a I just know because you said you didn't buy, like it. And, blind buy, it? everybody. Just buy it. Don't even Stop. don't look at the ratings or reviews. Uh, just go to your nearest store. Um, pick up your copy of Assassin's Creed on Blu-ray if they have it in 4K Blu-ray. Go for it. Oh um, Jesus! Go for you. Go go big. You know what I mean? Um, wow. Uh, uh, it, wow. <laughs> I can't. Oh, okay. I was gonna say now you're laughing. So then you're doing that without even laughing. I know. I was, but I was like, I know you told me that that movie wasn't great. Um, didn't you see it? Me or my? Yes. You. Oh yeah, I saw it opening day with my daughter, who we were both hopeful because I am a fan of the games. Um, which only made me, of course, think it would be bad because it is a video game movie and that has been a trend. Um, and it succeeded at being bad. Uh, it was as bad as almost every other video game movie that's been made. Um, it had so much potential because I think of all of the video game movies that have been adapted, I think that has the most rich um story to pull from. And they even did it smart, and they didn't try to recreate one of the games, yet they still tried to make it a game, and that's where they failed. If they had just made it a movie, um, it could have worked so well. And then they did some weird visual things that were just uh, just not good. Um, so much potential. But he wasn't necessarily bad, but he also wasn't very good in it, to be fair. But uh, Light Between Oceans, we watched for the movie club. And, and Steve Jobs. Oh, and st- yes, I against us. I just watched. I think that he's great, and I know that you have said that you haven't really seen him in anything that blows you away. But I, I don't know. He oh, kind of does. You are entitled. Oh, you are entitled to be blown away, regardless of if I've been, ever been. And I still hold that. Tr- I hold true to that. Although I haven't seen a lot of his films, a lot of the movies you just listed, I've not seen. But I, I did love him in um, A Light Between Oceans. Frank is fantastic, although Donnell Gleason is the star to me in that movie. Um, and no offense to Fassbender, obviously he's he's the titular character, but um, it's really Donnell Gleason's story and his interactions with Frank that the fo- film focuses on. Um, and again, that's not taking away from Fassbender's performance, but I remember Donnell Gleason more from that movie than I remember um, the other way around, which of course makes sense given that he is not on screen really because he's wearing a paper mache mask the whole movie, um, <laughs> or at least ninety percent of the movie. And uh, he's definitely a good actor, and I in no way mean to imply that he's not. So, and I can see, but I am surprised though that Joaquin Phoenix is not on your top five. I know I love him also. It, this this list was one of the hardest ones for me to make <laughs> because I felt like I actually had quite the pool to pull from. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, uh, Mike. What about you? You have anything on Fastbender? Um, he's not bad. I didn't realize that he was in a TV series called Hex as a Zazel. Oh, so hmm. that's interesting. I, I didn't realize he was in. And we did leave off Band of Brothers. I think Magneto. Um, Corey did yeah, not mention yeah. that he's the current iteration of Magneto, uh, in the Brian Singer trilogy, um, Days of Futures Past, First Class, and Apocalypse. Not in that order. Um, and I believe he'll still be Magneto in the fourth upcoming Dark Phoenix movie they're doing, but I'm not 100% on that. Um, all right, Fastbender. So, you guys ready for my number one? Yes. Are there any guesses? Hold on, give me a moment. Go ahead. I've been claiming this for a while now, um, and it is Ryan Gosling. Um, a name being spoken as my number one actor 
that if you told me that a year ago that I would say he's my favorite actor, I would have laughed in your face um, because I am uh, avidly against one of his biggest films, which is The Notebook. Um, I, I can't sit through 100% of it. Um, I've seen fragments of it. I've seen, of course, the most iconic scene of them in the rain, and it's just so melodramatic and so not something I can get. But then I forget. I did like Lars and the Real Girl way, way back when. Um, but um, last year I watched Drive, uh, The Place be- uh, Place Between the Pines, Place Beyond the Pines, Place Between the Pines. What is it? Beyond. Beyond. Place Beyond the Pines. Um, I watched uh, The Nice Guys that came out last year, and I watched my favorite movie of 2016, La La Land, and the man has won me over. I, I will watch any movie that he puts out. Um, he is. Some people say he plays a similar character in all his movies that he's always gosling, but to me, he has such a, a range. Um, you know, being in these comedies, being in a musical, singing and dancing and learning to play the piano just so he can be the guy in La La Land. Um, and then we watch uh, Blue Valentine, um, which I absolutely love so much. Um, the Big Short, which he is the smallest big name because it's Steve Carell, Christian Bale, and um, Brad Pitt um, are the, the three bigger names in the film, although Brad Pitt's role is significantly sh- uh, smaller. But his he's the narrator, essentially, of the film for Big Short, and he's fantastic in it. Um, I, I haven't right. seen Gangster Squad, but I hear that's a misstep. I hear that's a pretty bad movie. Um, and I've heard very mixed things about Only God Forgives, the uh, Nicholas Winding Wren film, um, follow-up to Drive. But I do plan on watching it solely because of Nicholas Winding Wren and him. Uh, I can't, I've can't. i tried to sit through Crazy Stupid Love, um, and I've only seen fragments of it because of Steve Carell, and I'm just not... I don't like his comedies generally, and I, I when I attempted to watch it, I didn't get into it. But uh, I really want to see The Ides of March, um, where him and Clooney, I think, play uh, counterparts or something. I don't know the exact premise, but... Um, he, he's so talented. Um, he can do it all. If you, I never would have thought he could do comedy so well, but man, if you haven't seen the nice guys last year, uh, his performance in the nice guys <laughs> is top notch. I mean, he pulls some, some old school, like silent physical comedy type things where he has like a triple take. That is one of the funniest scenes in the movie. Um, there's a scene towards the end of, of the nice guys where it's like, um, it, things are happening and he keeps like bouncing off like a pinball off of the, all these things as explosions are occurring and whatnot. It's it's so funny and it's so believable. Um, in fact, that movie, the chemistry he has with Russell Crowe is outstanding and surprising. As if you, again, you told me last year that I would say that's one of the funniest movies of 2016. I probably would have said yeah, right. But between Shane Black and those two guys, and then the young girl, it's one of the best comedies of 2016 for sure. Um, he's so great. I mean, Drive. He barely speaks in Drive. There's this menace about him. This the the menace that he has emanating off of him comes through the screen. You're almost intimidated just looking at him. Um, I, I I love the guy. I will watch any movie he does uh, for the time being until he does something that I can't stand. But hopefully that won't happen. Hopefully that will just uh, he'll continue to do performances that I think are great. Um, I'm I can't wait to get my copy of La La Land. I think it comes out on the 21st of this month. Um, and I will probably watch that movie three or four times in the first month. So. So you'll be the first in line for the Notebook too. Still notebooking. <laughs> uh, no um i have him on my honorable mention list i like him a lot and i know don't talk about uh you know keep it on the movies but when i was re-watching are you afraid of the dark a year or two ago mm. he showed up <laughs> in one of the episodes and i couldn't believe it a baby yeah. gosling he's listed um, on that um he's on an episode of goosebumps apparently and, and flash forward <laughs> and i guess 
there was a show somewhere called Young Hercules, and I think he might have been Hercules. Um, uh, it looks like it was German. Um, uh, based on the the photo on IMDb, it, it looks like it's Dirty Young Hercules or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I've never seen it. I didn't know it existed, but he's billed in fifty episodes, so it only makes sense that he would be the title character. So, so that's interesting. And of course, the Disney. Um, he was on the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, he was. Here, I was thinking you were going to say Ryan Reynolds. I, you know, I like Reynolds, but nowhere near what I put him as. A <laughs> I mean, Deadpool, great, but not not consistently. He he's definitely done some roles that I do not enjoy. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's my uh, that's my number one. So, um, are you? I guess that's it. Let's uh, go to our honorable mentions, and then we'll wrap up. All right, are my honorable mentions. I had. Denzel Washington, Jack Nicholson, Leonardo DiCaprio, Andy Garcia, and Al Pacino. And I just, some of them I left off only because it's, you know, they didn't, weren't, as a, again, the Jack Nicholson, he's amazing, but sometimes he's Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah. So. Definitely understand that. And I, I know I'm going to have at least one, I know one person because they've already Facebooked me and we haven't had a discussion, but she will have a disagree hard heartily that he's not included on my list ah i haven't seen a lot of jack nicholson's bigger movies like i haven't seen chinatown um and that's one oh, man. i really need yeah. to watch um i don't think i saw about schmidt um i did see mm. as good as it gets and i liked that movie mm. when i was I younger like um i i watched one flew over cuckoo's nest a couple of years ago and i love that one um and obviously he's he is a, he's a great joker even if the movie doesn't hold up as well now um, at the time, man, when he was the Joker, he was great. And then Ledger mm-hmm. just kind of overshadowed him. But um, I definitely like him. So totally, totally cool call. Um, Corey, what about you? Honorable mentions. I'm surprised you didn't say something about me not having him on my list also. But Michael Shannon. Ah, well, um, yeah. honestly, yeah, really I, he should probably be on all our list because that dude might be the best actor. And there is a rumor that he's going to be Cable in the Deadpool 2 movie. Ooh, um, that, would oh, be, yeah. that would bring a lot of legitimacy because, um, again, t- taking into account, I just watched Midnight Special. Mm-hmm. I'm getting, re- I'm hoping to watch Take Shelter soon. You need to. Uh, you know, I was telling my family, you know, he was Zod. He also played, you know, I was telling all, who all, I forgot that uh, Edgerton was in, you know, uh, Uncle Owen. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. oh, wait a minute, all these, you know. But Michael Shannon, yeah, he's he's due to break out. Um, I've heard um, several people say he's, like, the best actor. Uh, like, um, what's... I'm sorry, Corey, I'm not trying to cut you off, but uh, it's such a good point to bring him up. Um, mm-hmm. I can't think of the director's name, but uh, Warner, Warner Herzog. Herzog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said on uh, WTF, I think, that Michael Shannon is the best actor working. He's great. Um, I have Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix, Ryan Gosling, Ewan McGregor, Michael Pitt, and Ethan Embry. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I should have known that you would have Ethan Embry. Um, I like him. I wouldn't say he's my favorite, but he's definitely he's done some really great performances. In the last few years, I'm not liking the roles he's choosing, but that nostalgia. Yeah, that's all I've got. All right. Well, I'm gonna do two lists. I'm gonna do one of these are up and comers. Uh, these are actors who I think could be really great, um, but I just don't think they've done enough yet for me to have them on my list. Um, Marsahala Ali um, just won an Academy Award for mm-hmm. Best Supporting Actor in Moonlight, mm-hmm. but everything I've seen him in, which isn't many things, um, I just I'm so blown away by his performance. Oscar Isaac, um, who started really strong for me. Um, oh, I love him. Uh, you know, he's in Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. He's in uh, Inside Llewellyn Davis, um, or Llewellyn Davis, however I'm supposed to say it correctly. Um, and he's Poe Dameron in Force Awakens. Um, I, I just, I really like him. I, th- I think he's got a lot of potential. 
um, to be a, like a, a big time actor. Uh, not that he's obviously he's in Star Wars. It's hard to say he's not, but he's still up and coming for me. Um, Paul Dano, um, who I've only seen a few mm-hmm. of his films, but I love him. And I mentioned him last week with Swiss Army Man. And then um, Daniel Radcliffe, who, you know, it's it's so interesting because you you look at Harry Potter and you think, oh, this is just going to be one of those kid actors who will do this franchise and then he'll fade away into uh, to nothingness. But the movies he's done since Harry Potter ended, he's done some crazy stuff. I mean, there's a movie called Horns I haven't seen yet um, that I really want to watch. Um, Swiss Army Man's fantastic. Imperium from last year is great. Um, you know, he plays a FBI agent who goes undercover into a white supremacy organization. Uh, just Kill such an darlings. intense movie. I haven't seen Kill Your Darlings, but I want to see that very much. Um, he just he's he's got it. He's a really talented actor, and um, he's managed to come out of the shadow of Harry Potter, like one of the biggest franchises in history. And he's still able to do these other movies that you would think he wouldn't be able to play because you're going to always think, oh, it's Harry Potter. And I'm sure some people that's what they watch, and they're just like, oh, I can't see Harry Potter being a white supremacy guy. But I watch and I see an amazing actor doing an amazing job, and I'm I I love it. So those are up and comers. Um, the ones that I want to mention, uh, Bruce Willis, um, which shouldn't be too big of a surprise. He's he's definitely at the end of his career, and that's why he's not on my list on my top five. Because if we looked at like probably up until um, Die Hard, Live Free or Die Hard, I think everything from that movie and before, I love Bruce Willis. And he's been on a downward slide for many years. You know, he's made a lot of bad choices. I mean, so much so that now a lot of his movies are going straight to DVD. But I'm a fan of a lot of his work. Uh, Woody Harrelson, um, I I really love. I don't think he's done consistently uh, leading roles, but I love almost everything he's in, including his most recent film, Wilson. Um, Bill Murray, who I love in almost everything <laughs> that he's in. Um, and one that kind of a curveball that I'm going to throw out there, uh, John C. Riley. Um much bigger character actor, but man, that dude brings some performances. And in Kong, in particular, he's the heart of that movie. He's the human element of that film that really stands out. And I'm not the only one who's been saying that. It's not an original thought, even. But I, I love him in that movie, and I love him in general. Like I can't think of a performance I've seen with John C. Riley where I'm not loving his character. Um, I haven't seen Chicago yet, but I hear he's fantastic in Chicago. So that's on the list of things to watch. Um, but yeah, and I mean, I could go on and on cause there's so many people, but that's, I'm going to leave it there. Um, that's our podcast, everybody. Um, we'd love to hear who your top five favorite actors are. So you can tweet at us. Um, I'm at Burke reviews, Corey at Corey, R star two R's on the end and Mikey at server monkey. And I'm sure there will be lots of disagreements. Yes. And anything, if you want to tell us how wrong we are, or how could you leave this person off? Um, or maybe you know, point out like maybe some of my shortcomings, or I've insulted a few of the com- the actors or something. Um, we'd love to hear from you. We want to hear feedback, and we'll, if we uh, if you say something, we might put, mention it on our next episode. Um, Corey and I also do another podcast called Movie Club, where we try to uh, we're trying to narrow our gap. There's a lot of movies, as you've heard, some of mine that we haven't seen, and so we take turns picking our films. Um, and some are going to be new, some are going to be old. Um, and some we've seen maybe only once and we just felt like we needed to rewatch for some reason or another. And then we talk about those movies. Um, you can l- listen to that one as well. Uh, our most recent episode is on Slumdog Millionaire, a film that both of us had slept on and it's directed by Danny Boyle. And I loved, Corey liked quite a bit. Um, yep, that's it. Uh, check out our reviews on BurkeReviews.com. Mike is doing a monthly column um, called uh, Misbegotten Masterpieces. And where Mike will pick a movie that he thinks everyone should give a chance, even though most people would have passed over, more than likely. So 
Um, check that out on the website. Uh, thanks again for all the support. Please share our podcast, tell everyone that you know to listen to us. And we will be back next week with our top five actresses. Guys, thanks Bye a lot. Guys. All right. Thanks. All right. Yes, sir. Bye. Peace.